Welcome back for part three of our interview with author Kim May. During this episode, we discuss post-World War II Japan and Japanese culture, themes and writing, her life experiences, current and future projects, and plans and goals. If you've not listened to the first two parts of this interview, it's recommended you do, you do so since we jump right in. Your historical fiction piece you're working on, uh, what what period does that set in? It's late 50s and it's set in southern Japan. Okay. So, period so not that, super long ago, like 70 yes. years ago. Still within living memory, but mm-hmm. it's a period that hasn't been written about a lot, even in history books. It's been challenging finding uh, period accurate details for that place and time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a period that the Japanese people would rather just say, mm, we're not going to talk about that. Let's talk about now. <laughs> <laughs> That's where their attitude. It's like, why? But I, I want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is it they don't want to talk about that period? Is, is it that it's too close to World War II or... It, it, it's it's a shame thing it's uh you know rather than it, it's a very japanese thing to rather than dwell on the unpleasantries of life let's look to the future and move on and so there's this whole decade of time from the moment world war ii ended to you know right around 1960 where that was their big recovery period where they did a, and it took them a long time to rebuild all their infrastructure get their economy going again establish trade partners and so that was all of that that groundwork decade and they were still very much an occupied nation during that time and so there's kind of like the mm, let's not talk about it hmm. I did not realize that uh, lasted that long as that period. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you have to remember that the U.S. pretty much carpet bombed the entire country. So there was very little left standing in a lot of areas. Yeah. Yeah. That Cold War thing. Mm-hmm. I, I hope for the day when war is no more. I think most people would agree with that, but mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a horrible thing. Um, okay, let's see. Um, I'm gonna switch gears a little bit uh, because I feel like that was feeling a little bit somber. Uh, maybe that was just me. <laughs> Um, themes, what, obviously in, um, in, uh, the closed game, uh, family is a big theme. Um, what, what other themes do you try to work into your books? Is that something you consciously do? Uh, 
sometimes it is. Uh, with the Anita War, there's definitely an underlying uh, theme in each book of overcoming some sort of obstacle that's preventing them from uh, accomplishing their artistic goal or in the case of the closed game, what's helping, preventing them from just moving on and dealing with their grief. Um, so it, there, there's always something within each character that's holding them back. And so it's trying to suss out and help them figure out what it is so they can then move beyond it and move forward. Um, for other books, sometimes there's an underlying theme, sometimes there's not. Um, I've got a mostly finished manuscript that uh, is a techno thriller and that one doesn't really have any sort of inspirational theme. It's just a fun, high octane <laughs> adventure. Um, and uh, the book I'm writing right now, it, it's, there's definitely some very clear, very deep themes of uh, dealing with trauma, uh, moving on from the past, uh, dealing with uh, overcoming seemingly insurmountable odds, learning how far you'll go to achieve your goals, what you're willing to do to achieve them. A uh, lot of deep, big <laughs> themes for this book. Okay. Um, how I was going to ask you this earlier. We got talking about other things, and and that's totally fine. Um, but it just came back to me, so I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, as a writer, like I know you talked about how um, Sarah specifically came to you and kind of has helped guide you in your writing of this series. Um, Generally speaking, though, like how much of yourself do you put into your characters? And what I mean by that is like in one of the series I'm planning out, like I can see different aspects of myself. Like this character has this part of me in them. You know, um, this person has this personality trait of mine that's in them. Um, and I don't know, I assume that's kind of a normal thing for writers. Um, but so I'm, I'm kind of, I guess I'm asking like, how do you do that? How much of, of that do you do? Like, I don't think there's anyone that's like completely you, um, knowing you, you know, for, for years as I do, like I can see parts of you in a couple of, well, in the protagonists for both of these books, um, but I don't know how um, how conscious that is or how intentional um, and, and how much you kind of spread that out, I guess. There's definitely a little bit of me in all the characters, the protagonists, the side characters, the villains. Uh, but yeah, never enough for anyone to say, oh yeah, that's a doppelganger. Uh, Never. It's, it's always, okay, this one's got a little bit of my sass, and this one's got a little bit of my 
uh, vengeful anger and <laughs> so there, there, there's always a, a tiny bit of me in all the characters I write. That's kind of what I suspected, but I wasn't sure, so I wanted to ask. Um, what are you... you know, before I ask that, why do you write? Uh, it's what I love. <laughs> it, it's something that I've enjoyed doing since uh, I was young. I, my sixth grade teacher was the first one who made me sit down and start writing a story as part of a class project. We all had to uh, do it. And while the rest of the class was writing about something their dog did or that stupid joke their brother made the other day, I was writing a story about uh, sentient flowers talking about the apocalypse <laughs> over a pot of tea <laughs> fabulous yes surprised no <laughs> <laughs> no 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 so so you know as i kept having to do creative writing assignments in uh middle school and high school it started to dawn me it's like you know i like this and i'm definitely like doing things that nobody else is doing so maybe i should become uh, a speculative fiction author <laughs> there, there there seems to be a talent in that direction <laughs> but i mean it, it wasn't until i was finishing up college before i decided to actually make it a career rather than a hobby or a pastime because uh, i was all throughout college a science major but i was still trying to find which particular uh field i wanted to go in like I'd, I'd originally go uh, intended to uh, study oceanography or marine biology, but then once I discovered how limited the number of jobs are in that field and how unlikely it was that I was actually going to get to work in that field, I'm like, hmm, maybe a different field would be better. So then I played with chemistry and zoology and microbiology, which is actually a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the whole time I had a writing minor and so it wasn't until I was almost finished with my associates that I'm like, hmm, there is one consistency in all of this, and it is not the science. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I should just forget having a reliable scientific day job and just go for the art. So now I'm going for the art and building my career, and hopefully someday it'll be profitable enough that I could do it full time. That's that's always the hope. I I think that will be uh, great if you're able to do that. Um, that um, yeah, I I hope you're able to do that as well. Um, I've I've enjoyed everything of yours uh, that I've I've read, which is nowhere near everything that you've written, um, but I've I've tried to keep up. Um, how? Um, have you been able to use uh, things that you learned from your, your science studies in what you've written? Definitely. Uh, I've got an unpublished novella that I need to finish cleaning up one of these days, you know, when I'm not 
buried unto under you know four novels that I have to write <laughs> uh, that deals a lot with uh, eugenics. Fun. Uh, the whole plot kind of really centers around eugenics and that so that was really fun to write. Um, uh, I've got a short story coming out shortly where I got to dip a little bit into my love of marine biology because uh, I was writing about some uh, very obscure uh, forms of mermaids, uh, Scottish mermaids actually. Uh -huh were very freaky. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it and oh, what was uh, yeah, and th there's been some other short stories where I've had to delve into other things into some I, I wrote a kaiju story, which unfortunately didn't make the cut for that particular anthology. But I, I had to pull in a lot of my marine biology knowledge and uh, pull in some physics as well, because I had to figure out how to feed this kaiju uh, chunks of uh, sea uh, lion. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I had to figure out how to yeet a frozen sea lion <laughs> 2,000 feet into the air <laughs> to the kaiju's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun to try and figure oh. out. I, I, I pulled in a lot of my writer friends. It's like, okay, you guys are science buffs, physics buffs. Help me out here. I need to yeet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's one thing I love about writing and, and researching and things is the it leads us down some very interesting rabbit holes sometimes. And some very uninteresting rabbit holes. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, one night when I was doing research for uh, the current novel, I started researching uh, something. I don't even remember what I'd started researching. Something about the city that it takes place in. And somehow, an hour and a half later, I found myself reading State Department reports on rice production and trade in 1954. Not riveting reading. I wouldn't think all. so. I don't know how I ended up there or why Google thought that would be of interest, but I still ended up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, algorithms. Mm -hmm. Oh, Google. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned uh, you you would like to be able to write full time and make that like your full career at some point. Um, what are you doing to to, uh, to work towards that? Right now, it's mostly just producing more content. Uh, the more things I have out there, the more well known my name becomes, the bigger fan base I build, uh, having a bigger backlist that will you know continually garner sales and royalties that's a big part of what helps support authors so it's yeah it's it's just getting more content out there doing the work mm -hmm. okay um have you ever considered um 
diversification. Like, and, and when I say that, I mean like branching out, like merchandise related to your your series or your stories or anything, um, or if you just kind of focused on the writing. Right now, I'm just focused on the writing. I do want to do merchandise eventually and I've got you know some ideas of certain items that I'd really like to produce but I need the fan base willing to fork out money for said items mm-hmm. <laughs> first so th- th- there's no point in spending the money on designing uh, these products and uh, ordering samples if no one's going to be buying them off my site which i kind of need a site first uh, <laughs> so yeah that's that's fair i i can see that sorry i was trying not to laugh too much because as you were talking about that and thinking about products i was thinking about your latest book and um uh Coco's uh, father and the, the line of work that he's in and just imagining <laughs> products related to that. <laughs> Geisha's fake lashes. Fuck <laughs> <Duck> panties. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. I mean, I, I, I've got a friend who's a queen who could help with product <laughs> testing. I, I mean. Hey, let me know if you look into that. I would love to, to hear more about it. And uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, yeah. So. Um, Aside from writing, what else are you doing to kind of build your ideal life, you know, the life that you would like to be living? Oh, well, right now, at least for this year, my big focus is getting out of debt, getting some, I mean, I can if I can decrease my bills so that I can live on a lot less of my income, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. that, that'll give me the flexibility I need to work fewer hours at the day job and focus more on the writing and just slowly transition into writing full-time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to financially clear the decks so I can prepare myself for that transition. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, let's see. Um, possibly the last question here. Um, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? Um, whether it be, you know, something in your writing or something outside of writing, um, what legacy do you want to leave? Not something I ever think about. (laughs) Fair enough. Some people do, some people don't. 
well, legacies are hard because it's it's like they say at the very end of Hamilton, uh, you're not in control of your own legacy. It's the people that are left behind that are in control of that who say who you were. Uh, the only contribution you can give to it is any uh, writings or videos or, you know, moments like this where you can actually speak for yourself but as for everything else it's what everybody else says and their interpretation so yeah that's fair i mean it's, it's such an ephemeral thing mm -hmm. yeah i honestly haven't really thought about that uh i haven't seen hamilton yet so maybe that would have would have helped with that but i uh had to cancel my Disney Plus subscription, so um, oh. I've been missing out. That was like next on my to-watch list um, after this last season of The Mandalorian. Um, so good. And that's what I hear. I had to drop my subscription halfway through. Um, yeah, I hate having to live through spoilers and like YouTube videos and stuff like that because it's just not the same as watching the content. Anyway, um, anything else you want to share? Your your website, like if people wanted to know more about you, um, get a hold of you, anything like that. Um, anything you want to share? Um, I mean, right now, Facebook and my blog are pretty much the big uh, online presences I have. I don't have a website up and running yet. Uh, it's one of those things on the to-do list. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, my my email is on my blog. It should be at the very end of my bio. So if you scroll over on the right and scroll to the end of the bio, you'll find my email if you want to contact me. Uh, I apologize because I am not the easiest author to contact because I have a reoccurring problem with creepy stalker guys. Um, totally <laughs> that's why fair. I write under a pseudonym because if they don't know my real name, they can't find where I live. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I remember seeing um, a link to your email there um, on that website when I was there uh, over the weekend as I was preparing for the interview. So um, what is that, that website? Uh, NinjaKeyboard.blogspot.com is the blog. Perfect. Um, okay. Well, uh, Kim, I appreciate you uh, taking some time to, to chat with me and um, it has been a pleasure as always uh, to talk with you. So um, I hope that uh, work continues to go well on your current project um, and that the, the rest of the Oniri War uh, comes quickly and uh, easily. <laughs> Thanks, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure we will talk again soon. Uh, thank you again for, for being with us today. Um, 
So I appreciate it. Thank you.